So welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion, though. It was a trial, but we did it. We're in for a bit of a tone shift over the next couple months. As we jump into all things The Hobbit. I want to I wanna put in an honorable mention for someone saying Majestic Thorin. He's like a Maybelline or Garnier Fruchis ad. Well, that's in the movie. That's on the book. So, join Caitlin and Rachel Emmy as we take you on this unexpected journey there and back again. I see what you all did there. That was very clever. <laughs> okay, so here we are for episode 31, where we are discussing the third Hobbit movie, Battle of Five Armies. Yay. What a... Mm-hmm. What a, did we all think about this movie? It's, it's a it's thing It's a movie. Happened. Yeah. It's I have, two hours I have, and 45 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. Actually, that was not as long as I thought it was going to be, especially because it was the extended version. I was like, this is, and the credits started pretty much right exactly at two and a half hours in. I was like, wow, I, you know, that it's not as long as I thought, especially given the astronomical lengths we consider for the Lord of the Rings, (laughs) but also it felt it like, felt like a very long two and a half hours. It did feel like a very long two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, I guess we saw that they, you know, they were intending to just do the two movies in this short extended edition. Mm-hmm. Although still, oh my God, some of the scenes felt like forever. Yeah. So yes, we should clarify for people. We all ended up watching the extended version, which yes. for me was my first time seeing the extended one. It was my first time also. It was me my first well. time seeing it at all since I'd seen it in theaters. So I was like, whoa, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, most, I mean, I remember the beginning part vividly, but I just, I feel like I sit down and I watch this movie and once the battle starts, I like black out for an hour and a half because I don't remember, I remember the flags and how stupid those were. And we'll talk about that later, but otherwise I remembered none of it. I didn't remember the flags until they started. And then I was like, oh, why? How? What? (laughs) No sense is being made in this bit. I just love that they've shown it on TV so many times, so I can just peek in and out of um, Richard Armitage suffering so pretty, and then go watch something else for the other four hours (laughs) that it's on TV. He does suffer very nicely. (laughs) That's it. That's that's my review of the movie. Yeah. Everything else is why, but... Richard Armitage suffering is always good to watch. I like the costumes are really great and I want to know what these dwarves put in their hair to make it stay like that because I can't get my curls not to frizz on a normal day, much less in open battle. That's fair. I think the answer is blood. No. <laughs> I mean maybe for Thorin, but the rest of them, they stay pretty clean, all things considered. Maybe it has something to do with their goats. Maybe it has something to do with their wigs. (laughs) 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 I have moments where I realize I'm taking this too seriously, and I have to pull it back. That said, I would really enjoy picturing the dwarves going into battle with, like, a full team of makeup and hair artists behind them. Like, wait, wait. Well, they literally did. That's how they filmed this movie. But, like, literal dwarves doing literally that. I feel like that's more on the elf side of things. Like, they go in and they're like, wait, we have to look pretty. I mean, the elves would. But it's funnier when you think about dwarves doing it. It's true. Okay, do we want to start from the top? With Smaug and our feelings there? Sure. Um, I guess the best is to be said that I'm glad it was over quickly. No, it wasn't. I didn't time it. It was not over quickly. (laughs) It was like 30 minutes. I guess. It didn't feel like... I. They could have cut out so much with, like, the Master of Lake Town and... Oh, God. Yes. uh, Alfred. Yep. The, the the continuing theme of this episode being Alfred is the worst. 
I feel like all the Alfred stuff was left over from like an earlier version where they had less battle and more stuff about humor? greed. Capitalism is or, well, bad. Yeah, humor and greed and all that stuff. But when they, when I guess probably, I don't know if it was Peter Jackson or whatever, but when they decided to have more battle, they kept all this really out of place Alfred stuff. It's so bad. So, it was, I don't know. Yeah. But it, that all just felt like it was part of a different movie. Right. And it didn't like, fit at all. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they could have made his character more like realistic greed, but being the comedic greed just sort of undercuts everything that goes on with everything. Thorin greed. Yeah. I didn't get it because, I mean, okay, his character is a sliver of Grima Wormtongue. Like, that is what he is based on wholesale. Mm -hmm. But it's so badly done, it's hard to imagine that any of the people that worked on The Hobbit had anything to do with the Lord of the Rings movies, because clearly they have the capabilities of creating a well-rounded character, and they failed so badly. And why did people keep giving him things to do? I know! Like, that that didn't make any sense! To that do. just made everyone else look stupid, too! That made no sense. Like, I could almost get the, the idea that, hey, maybe we want to keep an eye on this dude, so we want to keep him around, but don't give him the important jobs. We've completely missed talking about Smaug. We did. Yeah, I think we can get to the important jobs when we get there okay. in my five-page long notes. <laughs> so the dragon flies off to the town, burns it all, because it was a wooden town, town built beside <laughs> a dragon. And we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And then Bard kills it using his son. <laughs> it's like the the much, much worse version of that really awesome scene in Mad Max Fury Road, where Furiosa like has to steady the gun on Max's shoulder, but instead it was like shooting an arrow in a way that no arrow could possibly be shot. Again, this movie does not acknowledge the laws of physics. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my uh, compliment here, though. I had one. Mm. Um, oh yes. And as like Smug is like flying toward Bard about to shoot him and stuff, Smug just like taunts him dreadfully, and it's super great because we know that's what Tolkien's dragons actually do. Yes, Smug himself can do no wrong, as far as I'm mm -hmm. concerned. He is fabulous. Yes. Except he should have been more jewel-covered, because it would be cool. <laughs> and also, yeah, and as you as you say here, taking away Bilbo's cleverness, like, Bilbo sees the, in the last movie, they do have Bilbo noticing the, uh, the weak point on the dragon, and then, but they don't, there's no way to, they don't have him communicating that to Bard or anything. It's, it's Bard more... just also happens to see it. Right. A bard had mentioned the weak point because he's like, yes, my ancestor clipped the bit. If you had known you knew one more shot and you'd be dead. And you're like, no. What? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Anyways, that didn't, that was dumb. I didn't like it. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Well, there's also the, the fact the boy escapes without any injury, right? Like you're gonna shoot an iron arrow off of this boy's shoulder. One, the idea that he doesn't move is is a fallacy. It's never going to happen. But two, like, how does it not, like, cut his neck as it goes by? I don't understand. Or at the very least, that, you know, traditional movie thing of the, the slice along the cheek. Yes. Right. You know? Give him a nice, pretty scar. Yeah. Come on. He would have felt so good about that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we come off of Smaug with uh, longing glances from Tariel at, you know, her boo. <clears throat> her boo. I hate it. Again, this doesn't bother me at all, except for Legolas's presence. It bothers me because the writing is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Like, the lines are so corny. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But the romance itself doesn't bother me. I actually really like it. And I I feel like this whole thing with them, and even if they had to have Legolas in this movie, could have been played so much better and really shown, like, I feel like so much of this movie with Legolas's presence really just 
undermines everything acting-wise that Orlando Bloom decided to do with Legolas in The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Because why after seeing this, why would he hate Gimli so much? You know? Like, what? Like, they could have played this so that it did instill in him a dislike of the dwarves. But they didn't. And also, if you... Um, in the audio commentary or some of the special features, I forget, on Fellowship of the Ring, Orlando Bloom talks about how he figures with him, with Legolas being like a an elf prince who's been locked up in the woods, he hasn't really seen much death. And so he plays it that way in Fellowship, except that now they put him this. in this big battle <laughs> with all this death. And, and all, especially with all the elves who die. And, and it just what? ruins what... So like now... When we see him in after Moria, after Gandalf de- died and he looks confused, it's going to be weird that he looks confused. That's why Anyways. I just pretend that they are completely different cinematic universes. Mm-hmm. I it's just terrible. try to forget these movies and exist. I wish, I just, like the, the Toriel and Keeley thing, it, it really doesn't bother me that much. It's no different than the actual romances in the actual books, really. You know, it's no more melodramatic and fast happening. So that's fine. Um, for, for me, I, I, I don't care. And, but, but Legolas's presence in these movies, just no. That's all I have to say about that. All right. So it, you guys can go on about how you don't like the romance. That's, that's cool. No, I, mean, I no, think that's hard. pretty it's much just, it. We yeah. don't like the romance. It was yep. badly written and badly integrated. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, that's so. I still think leaving the dwarves behind in Lake Town so that we could have this great romantic moment is really stupid. But we have four fresh dwarves showing up to Erebor. And uh, they get to waltz on in and be like, oh shit. This is the part that didn't make sense to me. Because how much time does it take them to get from the shore where they washed up out of Lake Town to Erebor? Right? Because we had that whole thing with Thorn and the boat and then the ponies right? That was weird. And how long did it take them to get there on Durin's day? But then by the time our fresh set of dwarves arrive, Bilbo meets them and is like, he's been down there for days. And I'm left here like, really? How long has it been? How long did this take? Yeah. Did he say days? He I did. don't remember. He did because I paused it and went back 15 seconds to be like, what? what? From a timeline perspective, it doesn't make any sense. No, you're right. That doesn't because they would have just... Like the last group of elves who rode across the lake and then were there. I mean, it would have taken them uh, like an afternoon. Yeah. Was the impression I got. Yeah, I think, in, I mean, in the book, it took time to get from Lake Town to the mountain. In the movie. They just showed up. Anyway, Whatever, man. that was a plot hole. I, I saw it and I was like, excuse you. This Look, makes Thorin, no sense. Thorin is gold sick and suffering and he's doing it beautifully. <laughs> Yeah, can I just say, he gets, like, sallow really fast. Well, it's been days, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> he told his Apparently. makeup artist following him around to make him sallow. <laughs> Still has that beautiful hair, which never turns lank and greasy. It just gets covered in blood. But yeah, no, he managed to acquire those really beautiful fur, uh, that beautiful fur coat slash robe slash whatever we're going to call it. I feel like it was very similar to what Thor was wearing. I think it is what Thor was wearing. Well, he wore that out. That doesn't necessarily mean anything in the continuity of these movies. (laughs) Yes, this is true. (laughs) So if it is that, that means they messed that shit up. Maybe Thor had just like row upon row of the same robe that he wore every day. You know, (laughs) I wouldn't put a past Didn't have to think about it? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And then, what even happened? Like, I watched this movie, like, two days ago, so now I don't remember what, what all has happened. <laughs> so, um, after Goldsick Thorin, with the, the very nice fashion sense, shows up, um, he has that uh, moment with Bilbo, and I think that comes right after Gandalf's moment. Isn't Gandalf get attacked in between these? Like, there's that weird cut away. From Erebor. Yes. Yeah, we have the dramatic cut that involves sexy orc thighs and Ugh, um, kill me. What's his What's his face? The evil castle, the the that place. Are they at Gundabad? 
I think I don't think it. so. No. They're, They're at the other one. <laughs> I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where the necromancer was coming yeah. out. Right. Which is oh, we know in this. Merkwood. It's, this one Yeah, this one's like in the book, isn't it? Yes. This yeah, is the actual this one. Is why we... This is embarrassing for us. <laughs> Turns out searching Necromancer Castle comes up with some weird video game <laughs> that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Dolkuldur. Yes, oh, yes, there we go. Yes. <laughs> We're so good at this, guys. That's why we do a podcast. Listen, there are a lot of names to remember. <laughs> so anyway, yes, they cut to this and this very weird CGI stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> the whole weird the council versus the nine thing was... You know, in and of itself, I kind of liked it, but it what was it doing there? Yeah. It you looked know? cool, and Elrond got to show up and go, you should have stayed dead. dead. And it was God. great and sassy. Elrond yeah, is okay. the best part. <laughs> yeah, Elrond looked great, and oh, yes, yes, yes. Always looks good. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get it. There was, I think it was for the Galadriel Gandalf moments, but again... We're missing the continuity of that into Lord of the Rings. I, they don't ever see each other in Lord of the Rings. No, no, nope. in the movies they don't. Yeah, no. Oh. She she's like so tender with wounded Gandalf and picks him up and cradles him all bridal style with very obvious wires holding him <laughs> up. And uh, do you feel like they overplay Galadriel in this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I get that she's ancient compared to everyone else, and well. I thought and, they overplayed know. it in the last movie where she's pacing and yeah. like trying to appear mysterious like no. What are you doing? She doesn't care. But like I can understand in Lord of the Rings from Frodo's point of view where she seems like this ancient all-powerful being, but like I feel like to Gandalf she would just be an equal. Mm-hmm. If not lesser. Or she should almost. have been an equal. You know, but he also seems to think that she is this greater being almost yeah you're right technically speaking she and like really elrond are totally lesser to gandalf yeah but i mean gandalf would never think of them that way because just because he's Mm -hmm. a good dude but i I don't know it just seems weird how they have them basically uh, worship isn't the word but you know have this deference for her when it's like she's the last of the noldor here sure but the Noldor fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think they just sort of tried to insert these characters without actually thinking about the characters or putting yeah. any effort into the characters. Like, I- I'm sure someone could have written a better fanfic of these characters being together <laughs> than... Someone probably did. And if they right. did, they should send it to us. Like, I mean, I we probably could, because we actually, you know, read the Silmarillion and dealt with it and... Well, like, and here, if if somebody's just watching these movies and hasn't read the books, you'd think this would be super confusing to them. Because, like, why is Galadriel so almighty and powerful, and Legolas is just like, hey, he's our bro, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. the same race? Like, yeah. that would be so confusing for someone who just showed I, up. Or, yeah, I feel like it would be confusing, or could be for someone who hasn't read the books and understands that there's all these different levels races and levels and ages and blah 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 also it's just dumb and pointlessly inserted yeah what is it doing here the answer filling up time trying to connect it to the lord of the rings unfortunately it didn't need to be it didn't need we had the ring that was really all we needed yeah that's i do like our Again, I don't think it really fits in the movie, but I did kind of like how you can see, or what they did with Saruman, how you can see that he's realizing what's going to happen and that they have no chance of winning in in his mind. Mm-hmm. And so he, you can see sort of the beginnings of him being like, well, I'm going to join his side because we're not going to win. Spoilers. <laughs> 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 I did kind of like how they subtly played that. And, and, and they did a good job with that because it was nice and subtle. But Christopher Lee is a fabulous actor. Yeah. They probably told Christopher Lee, like, now make it more over the top. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Christopher I Lee. Know. I know. Him. I just got really sad. <sighs> okay. So then yes, Radagast so- takes Gandalf out of there. And then Gandalf steals his horse. 
And also his staff. I mean, okay, fine. The staff was technically a gift. There was... Oh, man. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Not not the gifting, (laughs) but the thing later with the staff. Oh, my God. We're skipping it. We're just... Stop. We'll get there when we get there. Um, Okay. And then we're we're back to our our dwarves. Yeah. I guess... Well, I guess we we skipped the part where Galadriel shows up and goes all evil... Um, and oh, the part yeah. that bothered me was she looks so different in this movie than she does when she, uh, goes dark and crazy in Lord of the Rings. She looks so different. I describe it as like her face changes shape. The contouring is way off. I just, yeah. the lack of yeah. consistency between these movies is what drives me crazy. It is the reason I cannot even like them. I just thought it was so ridiculous how she went, you know, all inverted galadriel um and then you had like the eye just like swooming in and out of the screen and whatnot and i was like oh my god i didn't take enough drugs for this (laughs) (laughs) i just the auto-tuning voice that like they have to attempt to make them sound dramatic and serious and thing this is dark times um it just sounds so auto-tuned to me and i can't let it go and trying to make Benedict Cumberbatch sound differently as the necromancer than he did as Smog. Oh, I forgot that he did the necromancer. You know, I didn't too. even mm-hmm. notice Rachel. <laughs> I just, I didn't even notice that was him. Yeah, I didn't notice at all. I because I'd completely forgotten that it was it. him. I remember from when they first cast, and it was like he's both of them, and people were like, "What the hell?" Yep. Oh man, I'm still like, "What the hell?" <laughs> They only have one bad guy in this film, and it's Benedict Cumberbatch. That, that should be all films, actually. All evil people, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I mean, that was basically what happened in the year of our Lord 2013. <laughs> That's true. He was at, You couldn't throw a rock without hitting Benedict Cumberbatch. But he wasn't Including always evil. when I went evil. to go see the theater. No, he wasn't. It's true. It's true. When you went to... Wait, sorry, Rachel, when you went to what? She um, went to a theater, I, and he was sitting behind her. I went to a her. theater, and he sat right behind me. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. It was it was ridiculous. It was very much a point in time. And it was right before the whole uh, Star Trek Into Darkness debacle, mm-hmm. when it was like everyone knew he was playing Khan, but they refused to admit that he was playing Khan. And right. uh, he sat right behind me when I had front row seats to see James McAvoy as Macbeth. And right. I just wanted to turn around and be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then that movie came out and it sucked ass. Okay. Not part of this but that's podcast. Not a, that's not a Star Trek podcast. That's, I <laughs> that's do have one, one of those, but yeah. <laughs> the whole point of this being that once upon a time, Benedict Cumberbatch sat behind me at the theater. Well, la Six degrees of separation, y'all. Yep. It's um, the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Let's come back to the box and talk about poor Balin, who uh, he and Bilbo have that moment where Bilbo's like, if I gave him the Arkenstone, would everything get better? And Balin is like, no, no, it would not. You keep that. Except, of course, he doesn't say that. But it he knows. It was so good. I d- there, there are some little moments in this movie that I think are good. Well, so many of the moments that aren't battle stuff are actually good things. Yeah. yeah and that they just make half the man. movie battle. God, it just went on and on. We're not even there yet. No. Nope. And we're going to have another half of a podcast <laughs> to complain. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I feel sad because Balin, I mean, both canonically in the movies and in the books, um, is like one of the few who's been there the whole time. And he's like had to see everyone succumb to dragon sickness. Yeah. It's, it's real sad. Yeah. It is. That's it is. his whole life. And then the acorn scene. Which I'm glad was here simply in the movie because I don't know. I got this button or <laughs> pin, I guess, from Warner Brothers with an acorn on it that didn't make any sense until this scene in the movie. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I got this from like the first movie. They're playing the long Why game. Is it an acorn? Why do I have this acorn pin? I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was a touching scene. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, it hurt me. I'm trying to remember what I know. What one mm-hmm. point? What, what happens immediately after that? Obviously, he Thorin goes Thorin crazy and is gets like distracted from something. Because I'm trying to figure out why I wrote this angry 
note about why didn't they pervert the mountain song theme for this it would have been so good and i don't know if it was just the acorn theme or if it was one or the acorn scene and when well i think it is it is the acorn scene and when uh bilbo's talking about how it will make him remember the mountain and oh the feelings that should have been there but then were ruined yeah i don't remember what happens directly afterwards Oh, I guess we go back to the people oh, he's gonna the say, arriving. They then in Dale. are they arriving in Dale or are they still like they're arriving in Dale because we love yeah, Bard. and it must have been like that someone came to Thorne and was like scared people in Dale, blah blah blah, because they yeah. show up in Dale and they had a single background woman of color. Oh God, of course they did. The only one. Why? The only one. She didn't show up again. God. This film dropped the ball yeah. on literally everything. Anyway, but yeah, because they're in Dale because Bard asks Alfred to keep watch. And it's like, God, why? What? 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 And also why? We, and we also talked what? about this already, but Alfred's presence just makes everyone in the movie stupid. And it's like Bard, Bard keeps everyone from killing Alfred just because he's like, we've had enough death. But then suddenly he like takes Alfred as his... Right-hand man. and it's, Just to keep him in the movie. Put your son on the watch. I don't care. Literally anyone, anyone else. Anyone but Alfred. Literally I anyone I, else. I I don't see why they didn't just lock him up. Yeah. Right? They now head a town. Put him in a room. Leave him there. I don't put him on, like, latrine duty. I don't think he could be trusted with any duty of any kind. Yeah, I, I don't honestly don't think he could either. I don't understand why they did not just lock him up. Mm-hmm. It's not like they didn't know what he was. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All right, on to happier things, the war elk. The war elk Ah, what an entrance! Though I have to say, I don't understand the antlers. Okay, I don't recognize those antlers from any breed of elk I have ever seen. And from some Googling, I I can't find them. No, what they did was they put an elk body with the, the antlers of a moose. They just wanted it for the aesthetic. I'm okay with that. I yeah. mean, I am too, I mean, but really? Just <laughs> really? <laughs> you know who else would do it for the aesthetic? Thranduil. I was going to say the king of the <laughs> yeah. elves. He would breed his own freaking war elk just for the <laughs> aesthetic. I like this idea that he's doing like elk moose experiments the same <laughs> way Sauron ends up doing orc experiments. Oh! <laughs> he would. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good elk. He seems very happy to show up in Dale. I don't know how he got through all of those narrow streets with those antlers, but he did it. I don't know, Lee Pace can do no wrong in my book, so. Yeah. Therefore, his elk can do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Though, let's be honest, he has terrible taste in jewelry. Turns out he showed up just for a necklace that is actually really ugly. The the necklace looks like they they bought it at Claire's. (laughs) They did buy it at Claire's. Yeah. It's real bad. That's what they don't tell like, you. They give it the nice tinkling sound effects, but like there's like a metal moon and star. Like it, it, it looks. It's awful. What? It's bad. Why wouldn't they have just made it like jewels? Why did they put all that other stuff on it? I don't know. And then it's sitting in a pile of diamonds because that's totally how we store jewelry ever, um, which made no sense. No, to be fair, if I had an extra pile of diamonds lying around, that's where I would store my jewelry. <laughs> but, like, color, they're all here's... cut diamonds, too, which was the part that didn't make sense to me. Right? Like, why would they well, cut they all... these diamonds to all be the same tiny shape? That's not... You leave the diamonds raw until you know what you're going to put them in. Well, I would assume... I would assume that somebody was working on them and then had to evacuate. You know, like, they were making a, an intense diamond thing with the necklace Crown? sitting Shit. on it N- oh no 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 that that was maybe the necklace was there for inspiration oh and no. then God help them. cut the diamonds <laughs> and then he organized that color the for the instagram aesthetic and so he put the necklace on top of these diamonds that he just cut it's quite literally what it looks like also to those were fair, really bad diamonds because the light hit them and there were no rainbows so you could tell they weren't diamonds. They were just plastic. <laughs> they weren't even glass, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm over it. Most of the light is fake. 
if the light was fake, they could have done a better job with everything else. But yes, I know the light was fake because everything looks bad. That's not how shadows work. So then Bard feels that he can talk some sense into his friend Thorne. Which he would have been able to days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Still not over the fact that they're at this, like, speaking hole through the wall and they align. Yeah. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. Or a or a brick, maybe standing yeah, I on a dwarf head. They left, like they must have left that speaking hole there for this reason. But the question is, why wouldn't the dwarves have left it at their height so that the human had to awkwardly bend down and not like put something for Thorn to stand on? Right, that would be their their perfect kind of power trip. Yeah, missed opportunities. Anyway, then Thorin gives Bilbo something that we know. Thorin gives Bilbo because it's Mithril. Yeah, that was nice. This was sweet. These are the kind of connections I want in the movie. This scene hurt me on an emotional level. It was very cute. And then he ruined it. By? By going crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that is pretty much the plot of this movie. No. Thorin ruins it. But then his voice goes auto-tuned, like, I will never part from anything here. They've stolen from me. And I was like, really? Like, I understand we're shadowing things that have already been said. But the auto-tuning, guys, you can hear, you can hear the the technology that they use. Yeah, it would have been cool if they had just had Thorin say Smog's lines. We didn't really need the slow-mo and the neck-twisting thing to shove it in or- our face. Um, the way that they did in, in Two Towers when, uh, shoot, what's his face? There are a lot of faces. The King of Rohan. Theoden? <laughs> Theoden, there we go. I'm like, why when- am I blanking? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be very embarrassed. Two Towers is my favorite movie. When he and, um, Saruman are kind of speaking the same lines and they're like impersonating each other and, and that they did a really good job with. And they didn't really use auto-tuning, they just... Used the actors. Yeah. And, and did it. What? Actors act? What? Yeah. Oh. Seems fake, but. <laughs> I know. It's like they hired these really great actors and then Used covered them. them in technology so you couldn't tell in this movie that um, that they are really great actors. I know. It's it's wild. What a, what a waste of money, guys. Okay. Anyway. Speaking of other parroted lines, yes. I was hoping someone would take that away from me. Um, oh. Because <laughs> I didn't write this note. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, you don't have to read all of my notes. No, we there do. are just a couple lines that they bring back from The Lord of the Rings. And earlier there was the one when they're at Dumbledore. It's like, the age of the orcs shall come. Like, come like, on. Nope, that, that belongs to that dude in Return of the King, but nice try. And then during the random cutscene with Legolas and Tariel looking at the, um, oh, the other evil place, um, go that to bed. one is yeah, go to bed. Like these bats come out, and it's like these were bred for one purpose: to destroy the race of men? Question mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bad writing. And it's, it just that... yeah, it just annoys me. Okay, that whole scene is terrible, and also it brings into play my most hated subplot in this entire movie really legolas exists i was gonna legolas say his mother. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah legolas's mother yeah i forgot what? yeah why it has this one line here and it has this one line later and, and that seems to make everything better between father and son i was like what no. the ever loving fuck <laughs> yeah why 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 i hate it so much like why, why would Thranduil even know that this is something that bothers Legolas later? Why would he bring it up? What? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Everything about Legolas is just... Yes. He did not need to be in this movie. He should not have been in this movie. Anyways, then we have Bilbo escaping, which I, d- I do like how all the other dwarves are like, yes, we know something's wrong with Thorin, but we're kind of stuck, so if you could help us out, that'd be great. Yeah. B- Boffer's basically just like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go uh, wake up Bomber now. Wink, wink. Yeah. Wink, wink. And then Gandalf is back. So I 
I am still really mad about how Bilbo shows up in, like, the war planning camp, and Thranduil is just like, this is the hobbit who stole the keys to let the dwarves get out. And I'm like, no, that's not how invisible rings work. Well, was he wearing the invisible ring when he fell? No, actually, he wasn't. Through the cellar? He wasn't, but they weren't supposed to see him. Like, in the book, they didn't see him, and I don't care if they made up stupid stuff and with that stupid river chase. How quick? How how good are you at identifying hobbits anyway? Well, presumably I mean, there's, there's only, only one. one in this part of the world. I was going to say presumably they don't know very many. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. That was weird. I thought it was like good. Like I I I, had, I didn't feel about it any any way at all. It was just like whatever. So then he gives them the Arkenstone and is like, please buy your share of the treasure and don't start a war. Now I'm going to go back to them because. I'm too good a friend and they don't deserve me. Yeah. But also, the bit where Gandalf is all, Bilbo, you should get far away from here. And then tells him to go to sleep and sets a watch on him to make sure he doesn't leave. What was that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was two different conversations in one, sir. Never mind that he set Alfred as a watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, all of that was terrible. So much terrible. So then, yes, uh, Bilbo goes back, Bard presents Thorin with the Arkenstone, and Bilbo and Thorin break up after their long relationship. It's very sad. It's very sad. They don't even get to kiss one last time. (laughs) I do really like the line about, like, Bilbo, like, I may be a burglar, but I'd like to think I'm an honest one. That was good. Weep softly. And then... The battle begins. Then it starts. Oh, God. And yes, Dane looks terrible and is weird. Why is he riding a pig? or a? It's not a boar, right? It didn't have tusks. Maybe it's still a boar. I don't know. I don't understand. I think the actual reason why he's riding this pig is, one, because it's supposed to be funny, and two, because it's supposed to make the goats funny later when they show up. But it doesn't make any sense from a battle point of view. The pig has very tiny legs. Pigs are not mountain animals. This is true, but he does have the best line in the movie, which is, send in the goats. I know, which was funny, and I, I didn't realize. I forgot they existed. So it was fun. But I think that's the only reason why they make him ride a pig, is because they want to use the line, send in the goats. It's quite probable. But why I... are you riding a stupid pig, Dane? That doesn't make sense for a battle-hardened commander. I still just enjoyed it. I... Like, it's stupid and ridiculous, but... I I mean, I enjoyed the goat, sorry. The pig was just plain old stupid and ridiculous. That poor pig, man. Pigs aren't meant to move that fast. And, like, these must be some monster goats, because dwarves are small, but they're not, like, goat-riding size. They're war goats. Come on. Yes, they're war goats. Everybody is, like, breeding animals. can I just say, goats are the only animal that I firmly believe can defy the laws of gravity... So their inclusion makes sense. Everyone else somehow suddenly regains elfin like balancing skills. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. Because they're dwarves. And that was a big part of Lord of the Rings, was that Gimli could not do any of those. Now suddenly they've got all the tricks, where they're jumping and doing flips and throwing things. Yep. Yep. So I know the thing to be mad about here, amid all of the misery, is not battle strategy. <laughs> But good lord. Well, it is, though, because they made it the entire movie. Right, so the elves, after this conversation, like, you were threatening enough from Dale, decide to march up to the gate, which puts themselves at the very lowest point in this valley around the mountain. And then the dwarves charge down there, which, fair enough, makes sense, but then everyone is literally at the very bottom when these fucking orcs show up. Well, nobody believed Gandalf that the orcs were going to show up. But still, like, why would the elves have gone down? Like, a siege would not require the whole army to be down there anyway, right? That was what they were planning Mm -hmm. to get into, was a siege. And why do you put yourself there? I don't know. What we need to talk about is the two most ridiculous parts of this entire movie, which I've maybe said more than once in this recording, I don't know. But anyways, A- the worms. <laughs> what were those? Where did those come from? Why didn't they just chew their way into Erebor proper and steal all the gold? 
Why did yeah. they exist? Why do they exist? At I, all. I, I got nothing. I, I really got nothing for this one. <sighs> okay, so that aside, that, that aside. And then, suddenly, uh, Azog has created this signaling tower that nobody noticed him do. <laughs> Which was stupid, because there was a watch. Like, no, yeah. nobody knew where the orcs were, but he crea- he built the, the tower. But <sighs> it's also dumb, Caitlin. It's so dumb. It's, I also don't believe that the orcs and cave trolls could have been taught to remember all of the commands of signal flags. Like, even in the Navy, they use different flags. They don't just move the same flags to different positions. Yeah. I, I don't know. I do not know. You do both. I don't get it. I don't understand. None of that made sense. It's real bad. And then we have another hour and a half of fighting to get through. And it, it went so overboard that at one point, I'm just like, everybody has to be dead by now. Like, like the fact that there are still people alive to fight doesn't make any sense <laughs> to, with the numbers that you've shown us on screen. That's true. Yeah. Between the, the elves and the, the dwarves especially, there are several points where I'm like, wait, there are dwarves left? Yeah. Anyway. Did, does, did Bilbo get back out of Erebor? He did. He climbed back down his yeah. rope, right? So that yep. the horn wouldn't kill him. Yep. Aw, uh, Thorn threatening to kill him really sucked. That was sad. And was all the bad. other dwarves being like, but he's our friend. Oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> For a different reason than I didn't like everything else that's terrible in this movie. Anyway, they make Bard ride a wagon. We're not there yet, are we? I mean, pretty much. We can be there. There's okay, a long sure. paragraph about just ranting about how boring the battles are. Yeah. It was so boring. I said earlier, I just like black out and an hour has passed and nothing has changed. I'm like, I get plot wise why this happened, but to have the main characters, like, the, you know, the party be the one sitting the battle out so that the audience super doesn't care about the battle. Right, like you oh actually boy. want them to lose because you don't believe they deserve to hold Erebor against everyone else. Yeah. Right, like Thorne's being a dick. He is being a dick, and they sit it so much of the battle out that you're just like, I don't I don't know who any of these people in this battle are. Yeah, you know, and like, that's why they had to try and make Bard into some sort of war hero who... Yeah rides the wagon down through the city oh my god to save his children it's awful and it also never ends <sighs> that never ends and alfred is still around yep he oh never ends and isn't this about when when gandalf has that weird thing with the staff that's supposed to be funny i guess oh yeah but was not yeah like Somewhere oh god there. that was dumb the gem doesn't work or something what yes. Yeah. What? Oh, that's slightly later because that's where Alfred does finally get it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I remember. I I only remember it because of that reason. You know well, who wh- does get their end here? Mm-hmm. The war elk. Oh, oh yeah, that sucked. It my was moose. so sad. It was really sad. I didn't that- enjoy that at all. Poor elk. No, he didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve that. We've Can sat you- through this movie this far, and they killed off the only character we liked. What we do deserve, though, is Lee Pace very beautifully killing people. Yeah, yeah it's true. Good. His choreography and his wig were spot on. Yeah. I like good. that all of his crowns wrap around the back of his head. I don't know why. I just feel like that was an excellent costuming decision. I also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. He, he was a good look. Poor Elk. I just, I still can't move past it. Point of <sighs> being, everything's going not good when we next look back in the mountain. And Thorin is just sitting on his throne, because he is king. Yep. Now it's Dwalin's turn to go talk to him. Which is stupid, because I'm pretty sure this is the only conversation they've ever had. <laughs> and we're supposed to feel that they're friends and that Dwalin is sad about this, but, like, I don't think we've ever seen them talk to each other before. To be fair, that's not all that different than in the book. No, but, I mean, why wouldn't this have been Balin? Yeah. Which... Like like we said before, it's sad that he's had to see all of his kings succumb to this, so why? Anyways, whatever, it's fine. That was a stupid choice on their part. It's fine. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but then Thorin has his come to LA moment. <laughs> Looking at a gold floor. As you do. As you do. That, I did like the effect with the, the dragon in the floor and stuff. That was good. It was cool looking. I, yeah. I like how they did it with whole the whole, you know, him, you know, Thorin having his moments and the dragon and everything. And then it just cuts to the far out scene where he just throws the crown. Yeah, it, that just, part that, I like. That's a good shot. Yeah. And then the most upsetting thing in the... Oh, God, this is like the fifth time I've said this. One of the more <laughs> upsetting things in this movie. When they, We're very upset. Yes. When they do finally leave the mountain and lead the charge of the dwarves, and they don't play the theme. They don't play the theme! They don't do it. They don't... Do, I'm what so are we... upset about this. You know who's probably more upset? Hans Zimmer. Who, no. Why? He has nothing to do with this. Try again. Work with me. I can't. Uh, Howard to be Shore. In bed now. Howard there Shore. There we go. It started with an H. Where is his music? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they like didn't pay him enough or what. What? If nothing else, just use what he did in the previous movies. I don't understand. Putting that aside, we've dwelt on that for for some time. So we all know Caitlin <laughs> is very upset at the lack of Misty Mountain theme throughout the trilogy. I'm just, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been actually paying attention to it and I'm still real mad about it. I'm happy that you're thankful that I could make you even more <laughs> mad about these movies. Um, so one of the thing, okay, so we all watched the extended edition that had all these weird little moments in the battle, which like, I kind of wish they had um, cut more of the like big battle army fighting things. Because who cared about any of them? And kept these funny little moments that would have, I thought, been more in tune with the proper feel. Although some of them were just disgusting. Yeah. Like the one where the dwarf with the axe in his head loses the axe. Yeah. I did not Um, enjoy that at all. Or when What's-His-Name ends up on top of a troll who has had his feet and hands cut off and replaced with spike ball mace things. Yeah, shit. And they, they, they control him with the spikes in his eye sockets, and they're connected to chains, and the person pulls the chains as though they're reins on a horse. Because that's totally how it works. What are we doing? Why was that in this movie? What kind of mind comes up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And then there's a lot of beheading. Yeah. Because that's the only way you can kill someone in battle, apparently. And then and then the House of Durin gets on goats. Which I love. Yeah, with more of those freakish elf balancing skills that they're not supposed to have. Yeah, that's fair. They're not. But I did like Balin in this scene. He made me laugh. But then we, we don't ever see what becomes... Like, we, we see him later that he lives, but we don't see how. Because when we leave him there with, like, that he's cart running out and the of arrows, arrows, he's just like... I'm too old for this. This is how I'm going to die. Blah, 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 blah. But then he lives, but we don't, we never see how. That's just it. Then he lives and the people who are not too old for this do die. Yeah. (laughs) Aww. Spoilers. That was funny. I don't know why. Poor Feely and Keely and Thorin. Anyway, I forgot that that was my comment about Balin saying, I'm too old for this. And my answer was, me too, Balin. I aged 70 years just watching that scene. Uh, it's true it's true and then we have Gandalf with the staff and Alfred being shot into the ogre's mouth oh yeah and then he dies after don't forget after being in an awful transphobic dressing up with shoving money down his chest thing yeah yeah that was weird they put him in a dress and then he gets gold from somewhere and he just keeps piling it in. And then Bard lets him go, and then somehow he ends up in a sack on a catapult. He, like, goes to hide in a catapult? Which, (laughs) okay, Alfred, okay. That, like, even, like, that just seems like poor planning, right? Really bad planning, even for Alfred. And then he gets shot with his money into the mouth of a troll, which is, I think, supposed to say something about capitalism, but I can't make it come together. Yeah, again, I feel like all his scenes were from a different movie. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So bad. But he's dead! He's finally dead. Finally. It took two movies, but we got there. 
Also, that was only in the extended one. Yeah. So I guess in the theatrical cut, he just wanders off with money down his front. I don't get it, but sure. And then Thranduil sees that all of his people are dead and is like, maybe we should uh, get the fuck out of here. Which... Not a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't blame him. It's it's a really bad reason to die, especially if you're an elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Legolas and... Tariel. Tariel. Yep, I <laughs> blanked there. Show up. <laughs> and they go up to help Thorin and Feely and Keely, who are trying to kill Azog. <sighs> Even talking about this movie is taking forever. I'm like, how much more do we have left? Jeez. So much. We're pretty close. Nope, we're getting there. Okay. Okay. It's got like a page and a half. So they go up and there's this big final battle after the previous final battle. Uh, and Azog dies and everyone lives happily ever after. Yep. That's how it ends. Everything's the end. great. Ooh. <laughs> I will never forgive Peter Jackson for letting Legolas kill Bolg. Nope. That, I, that was Toriel's kill. But sh- like, what is the point of, like, she's supposed to be there so that there's women in this movie, but then you don't let her do anything? Fuck off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. like, if, if you're gonna make this whole Tariel Keeley romance, which I I don't like how it was written, but I think part of that is at least, like, exactly, she ends up just, like, thrown aside by Bolg and just, like, lies there, and Legolas has the Cries. dramatic battle, and she doesn't get her own damn revenge. I know, I hate that so much. And, and it makes me hate Legolas that he was even involved in this. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, Keely and Feely are murdered terribly. Like Feely, Feely at least died quickly. But, like, actually, well, Feely was actually murdered because they weren't even fighting. They just grabbed him and killed him in front of Thorin. That's uh The good news is Thorin didn't know that Keely was dead because that Aww. happened completely off screen. So oh, no! He- <laughs> So he died w- thinking his line would go on. Yes. Oh. How is that better? Oh, oh. oh. oh that makes Rachel. how they did his his death so much sadder. Yeah. Um. So uh, then then w- w- Bilbo shows up. Oh, Bilbo came to warn them, but it was too late. I mean, he did. No, he did show up to warn them. It was in time, but. Well, no, um, everyone was there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Thorne was, yeah. Let's let's retreat. Let's get out of here. We live uh, to fight another day, and it's so no one sad. lived. Yeah, Balin lived, <laughs> and Bilbo and, and, and Dwalin. No one oh, we and cared about. Yeah. Um. So they then Azog and Thorin have their big fight, and Thorin just could have stabbed him through that ice. Why didn't he just make sure? You know. But he was entranced, always as double he often tap. is in this movie. And At least don't that, stand right over him. I know, that was weird. Yeah. And something that I, I didn't um, pick up on when I saw this in theaters is that Legolas has Orcrist, and he throws it up to Thorne, so Thorne gets Orcrist back for his mm-hmm. final fight with Azog. So, that was nice. Yeah, which, I mean, it doesn't really make sense, but... Yeah, like, why did... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, Why did Legolas but, have Orcrist? But... Um, I still liked it. Yeah. I just want to point out, I I decided to actually count how long the fight between Thorin and Azog was, and it was seven minutes, which I always thought it was longer than that. It feels like 20. It really feels like 20. It wasn't. It was just the longest two minutes of your life. Um, so then Thorin's dead, but Azog is also dead. Or Thorin's dying, and Azog is dead dead. And then Bilbo shows up to be with Thorne while he dies. And I it's cried. Sad. I'm not yep. going to lie. I cried. <laughs> like, I don't know where the emotions came from. It's not like the movie tried to give me emotions. It's but... because Richard Armitage is so good. But yeah. It His was... eyes are so blue. And then you cut to Toriel and, and Keeley. And that was sad, too. Not quite as sad. Not quite as sad. But it was still sad. And then and then you have Legolas and and his dad, uh, Thranduil, having their weird fake moment. Yeah. And Thranduil sends him off to meet Aragorn, which... Doesn't why? make any sense. Makes zero sense. Why are we and here? And, like, even in the timeline, Aragorn would still be 
I mean, right, we know Aragorn's old, but he's like... He's 80. 80-ish? And so at this point, right, Bilbo's like 50 when he starts So he's 20. Go back 61 years. Oh, but that's the start, but then actually it's another... It's Bilbo's 111th birthday, but then that's when Frodo is 33. 17 years later is when everything starts. Right. Okay, so he'd be like 30, maybe. 61 plus... Hang on, I'm doing this. You can't put book book timeline into the movie timeline because they change it so much. That's true. You can't can't do that. In the blink of an eye. That's fair. But also, Aragorn would be like seven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't just... Because, I mean, in the the books, you know, Gandalf is like, I'm going to go find out more about this ring. Or no, Gandalf says you should leave the Shire, and Frodo leaves the Shire a year later. (laughs) <laughs> in the movies Kendall says you must leave the Shire tonight and they leave tonight they leave immediately yeah because it's a movie he leaves so, a year later you can't oh see these are things I didn't know you can't put book timeline onto movie timeline it doesn't work okay but at least I mean Bilbo has to age no yeah absolutely we do, we do literally see him aging so that's at least a whole bunch of years but also in the in the movie like between um the the birthday party and Gandalf coming back and saying this is the ring of power or this is the one ring um i i get the feeling that that was maybe a month or two not 20 years <laughs> as it is in the book cuz in the book Bilbo turns 33 on the 111st birthday and he's like 50 right later so 17 Frodo turns 33. I was just trying to do that math. So it... Why? Well, I don't think he's... Well, anyways. We just... We can't put... Yes. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's but still stupid. Stop. Either way, this doesn't make any sense. And it's dumb. And no then, one's disagreeing with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bilbo says goodbye to oh, his dwarf hang on. friends. The thing I didn't... I didn't have any notes to put on, but mm-hmm. I've really liked in the extended... Um, having the like funerary scenes, I liked the oh. the funeral scenes. Yeah, I didn't like the crowning of Dane. I thought that was weird. Yeah, but the weird the, nod. Yeah. yeah, the funeral scenes were good. Like, have some mourning before you run away. Yeah, to your hobbit hole. But yeah, Bilbo. Which was... Bilbo just invites everyone to tea. Yeah, that was good. He can't say a proper goodbye. And I can relate. Don't bother knocking. That was both like very sweet. You're always welcome in my home, and some serious shade <laughs> to the first time they showed up. Yep. Yeah. But mm. um, I thought it was incredibly sad when he shows up and they're auctioning off all of his stuff. Like, what a terrible homecoming on a variety of levels. Yeah, and like people just keep walking with his right. stuff. Yeah, like, that's not uh, very actually, Hobbiton. Like, hello, it's me. What are you doing with my spoons? Lobelia. What a bitch. Nobody likes Sackville Bagginses. <laughs> That's but what then... the Amazon movie should have been about, the Sackville Bagginses. <laughs> they get up to some shady stuff. I, I do love, like, that's, it, it's so funny that that's kind of, you've gone through a Bilbo going and facing a dragon and stuff, but the Sackville Bagginses are still, like, equally a rival to him. And it's wonderful. Um... And then we have that fun flashback to the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, which I actually thought worked pretty well. It worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. It did close it out well after, you know, that's how the first one started and then ending back with it. Yeah. Bring back some emotions to make you feel things in your heart space after you've watched an hour and a half of Pointless Battle. Jesus. (laughs) Then have uh, Pippin cry at you or sing at you while you cry. Yeah, that's a nice song. I mean, it's not as good as the number two movie song, but it's 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 pretty good. I always just, I listen to it and I cry and then I put on Into the West and I cry more. <laughs> you like to do this to yourself. Yeah, the feelings. Yeah. Well, that was Battle of Five Armies. We made it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Alan on- We never on, have to see on, Alfred again. On Twitter- uh, asked us if we were planning to watch the animated Hobbit. Have you guys, have either of you guys ever seen it? I've never seen it. I have not. I, that could be a fun way to wrap the Hobbit. Yeah, I've I've seen it once, like, a very long time ago. And I've All also, I know is it's a trip. 
I've also seen the animated Lord of the Rings, which was fun. <laughs> was it? You don't sound sure. It was different. It was different. It was different. Um, but yeah, those might be fun to watch. So I mean, if we haven't come up with anything better to do for a drunk episode, so we could definitely try and all find it and watch it together while drunk. So next week. So yeah, next week we start the end of the book. I think we get, well, anyways, our homework for next week is chapter 13 and chapter 14, which is Not at Home and Fire and Water. Wonder what those talk about. I have this suspicion that we get to see Lake Town burn down again. <laughs> That'll be fun for everyone. And we might actually meet Bard. What? <laughs> so if you have anything to say about our upcoming chapters or anything to add to our discussion here about Battle of Five Armies, you can contact us on Twitter at to read Tolkien or email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. And I think that's it for this week. So I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. And I've been Emmy. And I hope you didn't sit through the extended edition like we did. Yeah. Good God help you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, but I'm still on. Bilbo wanders into the tent where they're whatever talking. Mm -hmm. And um, did we lose Emmy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has messaged us. Why you die? Oh, no. Why you die? <laughs> <laughs>